0: Welcome to the Squawk Games Podcast. Squawk Games Podcast. All right, and we're back. What a weekend it was, guys. Yeah, it was. was You can say that again. And we're back. What a weekend it was, guys. Yeah. Wait, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Are we being gaslit right now? Uh, I think jockman is attempting to gaslight us. For uh, sure. Aiden asked me to say it
0: again.
2: Uh, oh, <laughs> get
1: out of here.
0: Oh yeah, man. We're at the Squad Games podcast. Today oh, it's me. No. It's Dakota and it's Aiden. Uh and he he is a cool guy. And uh what did you win this weekend, man?
2: Uh, I won, uh, best sportsman at LVO and I won top of, uh, 20, uh, 2023's hobby track leaderboard.
1: Mm-hmm. You sure did. Just crazy. And that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about today <laughs> to, uh, next week. We're going to be having, uh, if all goes well, having Adrian Bonavento on the podcast. He won all of LVO with commandos, um, you know, and then Vetguard took second. It's like, uh, it's almost like we, we scripted the event with our, with our, uh, our tier list.
0: Yeah. was uh, it was, <laughs> was spookily, uh, I don't know, spookily accurate, but it was pretty accurate.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, we'll, man. we'll get the flame. we we'll, we'll, we'll flame everyone next week about, um, <laughs> saying, saying high, high fleet would not go pop, uh, you know, positive And then High fleet got top eight. Man, you know, I was right. Was crazy, yeah. I, I was, was
0: right. I was not expecting that. Like, damn.
1: <laughs> I didn't say yeah. getting top eight, but I did. I did say I did say Jeremy would get positive. Yeah. Um, but that's besides the point. That's for next week. All right. So, um, Aiden, congratulations on winning best sportsman of LVO, uh, the biggest kill team event ever. You are still undefeated so far. You are the Adrian of um <laughs> of sportsmen's, or is Adrian um, the he, Aiden? A, he maybe. is my
2: exact name, just with one extra letter. So,
0: <laughs> so does the like having the R make him like competitive and not competitively nice? That, could be. Could I'm not saying be. he's maybe. not nice. Hey, just saying, we're not like, saying yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Not <laughs> saying he's
2: not nice. Just like he seems like a really nice guy.
0: <laughs> he is he's yeah. a very nice guy.
2: Yeah, but you're yeah, nicer i don't think i don't think i'll ever <laughs> play against him i don't think i'll ever have the the like requisite win rate unless it's like a magical first round pairing otherwise it's not gonna happen
1: oh yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> whoa all right now what if he <laughs> just like becomes really good now and then you know he's changed oh. his name to adrian too well, yeah, I, I don't know about that i don't know about that
1: if that he does, unlikely. I'm just going to start, I'm just going to start doing r- Rocky memes. Cause I'm sure all Adrian's have heard that before. Adrian! Adrian! <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, it has to, I mean, it has to, and it if they haven't, to. you heard it here first. Um, so, um, a little bit about our, the end of our night. Um, so with Adrian winning, uh, first place, uh, he did top ITC. Because our event was big enough for him to do that. And he, he ended up winning um, ITC and took it away from Ace. I think Ace was trying to go for three years in a row and he couldn't, couldn't pull off the 3 Um Adrian took it away from him. And uh, yeah, that's pretty exciting for America. Um, and uh, instead of joining the ceremony, we were in the other hall, me, Cy, and Giacomo uh, loading up taking down all the terrain and putting it into the trailer. And then we were starving. So as we were leaving the hotel, we stopped at our favorite place where we stop at many events. Uh, Jack, well, you want to explain where we stopped?
0: Yeah. Raising canes.
2: Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah.
1: yeah.
0: This yeah. one was a little Come. more, uh, a little more sketch, but you know, still delicious.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it was definitely the ske- very sketch <laughs> that part was of it, the
0: sketchiest one we've been to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, for sure, definitely the sketchiest. But we ate inside, then we then we bounced, and I was doing the math. I was like, man, I thought we'd be home at three. This thing is saying one, and then uh, with it the, pulling a trailer at fifty five miles an hour, uh, we ended up getting home around three three twenty. Uh, luckily, luckily Jimmy Kelly was up late enough and so was, uh, Sheldon. Sheldon stayed on the phone with me for two hours after his, uh, plane landed to make sure that, uh, that I did not fall asleep in the car and we got home safe. So, um, oh, man, how nice. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, came in, went to sleep, woke up at seven cause my son woke up, um, you know. <laughs> three hours of sleep that's what we're running on today how about you uh aiden how, how, how what was your what was your uh day after tournament how to go because that's today technically
2: that, that is today technically yeah uh let's see we got back at like 1 30 i think uh okay. i my buddy andrew uh i i went out to lvo with with three of my like closest uh like Warhammer buddies. So we all drove out together and then we all drove back to San Diego together where we live. Uh, so my buddy Andrew drove half the way and I drove the other half. Uh, we got back at like 1 Uh, 1 30, uh And then today uh, I'm actually packing because I am then immediately leaving on my honeymoon. Ooh, uh, so that was, that was my day today. I had to wake up early and then pack.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. Where, where, where are you two heading to?
2: Oh, we're heading to Belize.
1: Oh nice. Yeah. She's super fun. Now is she proud of you that you're such a good sportsman? Uh yeah. She
2: actually said if I didn't win it, she was gonna divorce me. So
1: wow. Wow. Well now <laughs> we know why she <laughs> tried so now, hard. And now
2: we're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's, very, she's actually very, very useful. As we discussed last time, I was on the podcast. I am fully colorblind, so she's my go-to paint color teller. Yeah, so sure. let me know if I'm if I'm getting the color wrong, or let me know what it is, so I can put a little label on the bottle.
1: That makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the fact that you're colorblind and you paint so well is uh, is is a mystery to most. It's awesome. Uh, it is awesome. It is awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about your your dwarves that you painted. Your your Hearthkin. Oh man,
2: yeah. So I uh, have for like months uh, had the idea of doing a Hearthkin Salvagers team. Like as soon as they came out, I wanted to to do a Hearthkin Salvagers team, but as Chaos Dwarves, like from old school Warhammer Fantasy. And I I don't play uh, Total Warhammer, uh, but mm-hmm. I know they recently got added to that, and like they have a bunch of new designs, and they're just such like fun, goofy little models. That I was like, I, I had to like try it out. Uh, so I uh, like it was a bit of a bit of a process to make them, but I used the Necromunda squats as my base model because uh, I kind of liked that they the were pioneers. Really, like, yeah, the squat pioneers. Yeah, I love the way they look. I love their little dome helmets and how they have the kind of like astronaut style ribbed like rubber arms that mm-hmm. I think look really goofy. Uh, and then I took green stuff molds of Age of Sigmar. Ooh, I think they're, like, Blood Warriors. They're, like, the corn, like, armored melee dudes. Uh, So I could get, like, molds of Chaos armor and stuff. And then I put those into green stuff and, like, had to shave down the models and and put that on. But the hardest part was, like, uh, the original Chaos Dwarves have these, like, insanely tall, goofy, like, cylindrical hats with spikes and horns on them. And <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like, they're like from Baldur's gate. Like the, the yeah. people say loon dudes. Yeah. Right? Exactly. They, is that it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's exactly what they look like. And they're super corny. I on, only own one original like chaos dwarf. So I was like, Oh, I could just, I could just cast that hat. Like I could just take a mold of that. And I cast it and the hat was so big. It was like the size of the, the actual chaos dwarf. And I was like, I can't, this looks insane. I can't <laughs> do that. So I had to make the hats from scratch from like little plastic card tubes and then like molding parts and sculpting some stuff. Uh, but I think that came out pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of them. They, yeah. uh, were, they were a blast of paint. I made a little like minecart display board. Uh, I did have to steal and disintegrate one of my wife's, uh, pictures, but, she, uh, I mean, it's gone now, so there's nothing she can do about it. It is the frame of the display board. So, mm-hmm. and she,
1: she, she, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't listen to this podcast. So you are safe. We're good. We're good. Uh, she she
2: <laughs> might, she might listen. Maybe could, could you, she can probably out? hear me
1: recording it right now. So <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so
2: yeah, I, it was fun i love i love the hearth Kid salvagers they're a really fun team to play uh i'm not very good at playing them but they mm-hmm. were a blast to play that's for sure
1: that's good uh what the when you were casting your uh your their, your hats were you using silicone mm-hmm. were you using blue stuff what was your what was your 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 process
2: yeah i, I just use blue stuff it's the you like for anyone who doesn't know it's a uh, basically like a like a little rubbery type texture that's it's heat thermo, sensitive It's a thermoplastic, yeah so that's it it's a thermoplastic yeah you drop it in boiling water uh and then you put it onto a part and it after like five minutes or so it'll harden you can peel it off and you have a little mold it's a little um kind of sensitive i guess in that you can you can't really mold like a 3d object but you can mold something flat on one mm, side really well is, yeah yeah really well it's really good at getting armor plates if you ever need to get some of those uh so i just molded like a, i had a bunch of um like spare chaos marine bits from one of my previous kill teams i made so nice. i molded a bunch of those to uh, a bunch of their like shoulder pads and stuff because you can get a bunch of little details and if you mold them in green stuff you could just cut off all the parts you don't want super easily
1: um it works works like a charm amazing yeah
0: they were cool looking
1: mm-hmm Thanks. Yeah. So, um, so with winning hobby track, right. Uh, you want to, you want to tell everyone what you won?
2: Oh yeah. Uh, an absolute, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. A bunch of stuff. Um, I actually wrote it all down. Give me one sec. So, uh, I may not know the, I've already unboxed them. So I don't think I have all the the names of the products, but Mm -hmm. I, uh, won this sick desk light, which will replace the like horrifically small Ikea, Desk light <laughs> that I normally use to paint. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a bunch of dirty down rust products, which I've never used before, uh, but I've heard You're super in great for things a treat, about my them. Friend. Am I really okay? Yeah. I'm hyped. I've heard really, really good things about them. I've just never, never picked them up, uh, but I'm hyped. To, I'm hyped to like experiment with them and try them out because I've heard they take a little like uh, getting used to because they're not they're not just like a paint. It's like a whole completely different. Concoction,
1: yeah, and you want to be careful of varnishing afterwards because you can ruin it too.
2: Really? Okay, that's mm-hmm. good to know. Because I usually just rattle can varnish everything. That's very good. If you
1: know. do that, <laughs> It'll ruin destroy it. it?
2: Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, all right, I got you. <laughs> Thank you. I actually would have completely ruined it then. In that case, uh, I got a six set of, of objective markers, uh, which I just fully do not own and have to kind of measure manually. So that was super handy. Uh, nice. And I got a bunch of, uh, of brushes too. Um, normally I use just like the worst, the absolute worst brushes imaginable and just burn through them. Uh, but these are very nice brushes. So uh, I've won a couple of them in previous painting, uh, like painting contests or at tournaments. Tumble so I had to learn to like take very good care of my brushes and not just like burn through them as though they're like Michael's brushes.
1: Yeah. Did you get a wet palette
2: too? I did. Yes. That I'm actually super hyped for. I had like a small army painter one, but this one is huge. It's got like a, oh man, it's got like a spot for all the brushes on the top. And then there's a little like mixing area for like contrast paints that you can like wash out and stuff. That's super cool. Cause if you put the contrast paints or like, I use army painter speed paints a lot onto a, uh, onto like a wet palette, it will like permanently stain the sponge. Um, Cause the ink, whatever, like mixing medium they have just like leaks through. So that's oh, yeah. super, super helpful. Actually. Uh, like I saw that I was like, okay, we're, we're cooking now. This is good. This is a fantastic little addition.
1: Yeah. So that, that I won that same, uh, wet palette for winning sportsmanship at KTO oh, and hell it's, yeah. it's my favorite, uh, wet palette. So it's the exemplar wet palette from game envy. And that's actually it. the, the light, is their brand new lucent light, um, which can change. I believe it can change in tones to match your mm-hmm. your scenery and uh, around. It also has a CRI of ninety five, and uh, different brightness levels that it can get in different angles and stuff. But uh, Game Game Envy was was um, and Goblin's Hut were kind enough to, um, you know. Be our sponsors for this year's, uh, you know, hobby track. So, uh, they, they definitely crushed it. They both, they sent us tons and tons of stuff. Um, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. I also 100%. want to shout out Titans, uh, Titans Hobbies, uh, from, uh, Baltimore. Their box just arrived and it's a heavy box full of like five or six different kill teams. Um, it comes with like a kill team terrain set. It comes with like four different monument uh, brush sets, a uh, bunch of MDF terrain. Uh, what else did it come in there? Came out, it came up with a whole bunch of stuff. So we're, we're excited to give those out at our future tournaments since it didn't make it in time for LVO. And, uh, you know, we're going to be putting them on stream as a, as a sponsor uh, until, we, until we give everything out. So uh, thank you to Titans uh, Hobbies. I know I'm saying part of the name wrong. I'll probably go correct myself eventually. Um, but they are let me go do that right now. Give me one second. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, Titan Games and Titan hobbies and games. Uh they're they're pretty fucking cool. Uh for, especially for for sending us so much stuff. They're definitely between them and games workshop uh gave us probably the most and then game envy second most. Um there is and then loaded dice would probably be fourth. So we got a we got a bunch of support this year from all different stores all over the United States. This year I didn't just stay to our local stores. I called stores uh, that I've worked with other companies all over the all over other tournaments all over the United States and they they shipped a bunch of stuff, man. Like everyone came through. It was really really cool to see how open everyone was this year to Helping supply and making sure that uh, LVO had a had a wonderful prize selection and price. Yeah, board, that all the players
0: so. got rewarded what they deserved. Mm-hmm. You
1: know. Mm-hmm. So Aiden, there was a bunch of displays and kill teams there and stuff like that. And while we gave out our prizes to specific people, which which we'll shout out because this is going to be a whole hobby and sports uh, sportsmanship episode. Um, yeah. what was what was your favorite outside of yours? Um what was your Man. favorite uh
2: kill team there? Right. Painted. Favorite painted kill team. That, that is so hard. Um I I'm going to have to be partial to uh, to people I like know personally mm-hmm. because I like have uh just seen their are kilting so much and seen how much they push themselves for lvo um but both james robinson and alexander popov had like fully like a foot by like a 12 by 12 by 12 cube filled of stuff and models they were just enormous uh display boards that really impressed me um i don't think i could ever build something that big Uh, For a display board, let alone have the power to transport it all the way to LVO. Uh, Yeah, thoroughly impressed. It was like insane, the level of dedication and
1: creativity. I think Alex brought 60 models in it or something like that. Yeah. It was every nuts. single yeah. model possibility from inquisition. inquisition it was crazy.
2: Like and all my, of them. <laughs> my favorite part was that he had positioned them all so that you could see every single model and they weren't covering each other up. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Like the amount of planning. Yeah. I asked him about, it. he said it like designed it fully in like 3d and then printed it out. It was nuts. Crazy.
1: Yeah. So I, so I, we also absolutely loved James Robinson's uh, he he won best display, right? Like he had this mm-hmm. giant cathedral sp- castle necromunda looking thing for his for his uh his uh his cults. And I will say that he probably would have won best painted kill team overall if we could see his models a little easier. Um it was absolutely fucking stunning it was it was crazy probably the coolest display i have ever seen for yeah, a team. how 100%. about you
0: yeah i would second that actually it was really really fun to just look and find the little details inside the cathedral itself like the mm-hmm. writing in the books the little lights he added which weren't you know added enough but not too much because usually i think if you add too much lights it takes away from a lot of it but that was just enough to be enjoyable mm-hmm. i like the broken buildings parts you know it really shows out It was a cool display.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, So who ended up taking home the actual best kill team, the painted kill team? And we'll tell you why. Uh, I think that this person almost won unanimously. Unanimously? unanimously? Unanimously. Jeez, man. (laughs) From all the judges was uh, Justin Mark, uh, Justin. And um, Justin crushed... Absolutely. I mean, he, he, he had these like purple and white space Marines mm-hmm. and the way it was displayed and the way you could see his, his models and see the display board, you can tell that he's, t- he's been to a couple painting competitions. Like the models were first foremost, they were the, they were the, the, the centerpiece of it and they were beautiful. Um, absolutely amazing. What did you think about that Aiden?
2: I, I thought they were fantastic. My favorite part of it was how uh, like clean and straightforward it was. It wasn't, it was like just exactly what it needed to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes you can like lose. And I, I'm fully guilty of this myself. Sometimes you build like this insane board and you lose sight of what is most important, which is your kill team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he did that. It was very, very inspiring. He did that really well where his models were the centerpiece and the display board just like, perfectly accented it and it was a great Mm -hmm. color scheme too purple is not my strongest color but uh it was very very striking
1: also his his contrasting color was green because like he had this like green uh, at least i thought it was green that's this gray green undertone for his dark dingy city background and it just really made the the purples pop a lot um really pop out at you it was really cool to see
0: Really Honestly, cool. one of the reasons you could look at it and go like, whoa, because it catches your eye. Then you stare, you know, and that's a big mm-hmm. thing, too. If we're being honest, you have to catch eyes. Yeah, because um, not everyone is going to focus on the first thing you see. I always think there's a rule of big where if it's bigger, it's easier to tell. Um, the same applies to catching your eye.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. You
0: know, so all you painters out there, that's what you got to do. You know, get something, paint something huge or uh, paint something that's really eye popping. So we're going to stare at it.
1: Mm hmm. Music and lights and smoke also go a long way sometimes. That is also true. It covers up, it covers (laughs) up, it can cover up some mistakes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So best single model was actually, there was a really contentious vote. There's a lot of, a lot of people voted for different models. um, But the majority of the people did vote still for uh, John Reese. Can you roll a crit? He painted this, uh, the death cold assassin. And sculpted the neck uh, completely out of green stuff, and did this beautiful gloss black helmet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was sick, it's and a the skin model really cool the, model. Yeah, the skin is one of the hardest things to paint, right? And it was just done so well.
0: This was a very unique style of uh, mm-hmm. highlighting and shading, which is it's a stylistic choice, and I thought it was awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now there's a lot of people that turned in amazing models, like. No, like it was a hard vote, it was yeah we were definitely in the place. yeah 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 we all had a we all had we all had three votes, and whoever had the most votes won won that award, right um and it was just everywhere, like Danny Esperanza had some great models there's there's so many people that had great models it was it was amazing um another really interesting one we had um i think his name is Alex for the display boards, he brought in uh, an AI generated art background and he had music oh. playing and he had these like glowing rocks for Harlequins. That was a really cool display oh, board. Man,
2: that was a really cool board. The rocks were like, I, I have no idea how he did it, but that was really, really sick. And he was like, pe- very eye catching. Uh,
1: it was like pulsing with the music and stuff. It was, yeah, really it was a, cool. it
0: was the, um, the something dancing, right? Something dancers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like his, yeah, that was a cool one.
1: Forgive us, Alex um we are tired (laughs) um but uh yeah there was it it was crazy right is like my first year going to lvo like a hobby wasn't like a really big thing Uh, i think sheldon walked around uh so so the very first year 2020 they just kind of walked around chose a best kill team painted kill team and gave out a prize same thing happens for second year but what we here at squad games have really been trying to do is really push that hobby. Right. And so last year was the first time most of those people got exposed to hobby track and they all saw a bunch of people bringing beautiful display boards. Right. And then this year, my god, stepped
0: up their game <sighs> man. It was a, it's a
1: huge leap. Yeah.
0: We so should probably I would find those old photos and try to see if we can like get a comparison.
1: Yeah. Well, last year I was like, all right, well, we have to obviously come with more hobby awards. Right. So like, because, um, James Robinson last year also had the best display board, but we didn't have a prize for that. (laughs) So this year (laughs) I made it and then he won it again, back, to (laughs) back, you know, he's undefeated in that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, last year he had this, um, this oil, like it was like a, it was a it was for his Gellerpox infected. It was this really like nasty, uh, like shipping bay esque type. There's like these pillars in it. It was great. It was great. Um so I ended up going to kit uh, best kit bash was really close between yourself and Orion. It was actually pretty much tied. Um but I think Orion just eked it out in the end. He had some. Um, he did this. These this Felgor conversions out of dryads, out of um, mm-hmm. um, chaos demons, chaos corn. Yeah, corn demon, old beastmen, and I think he three D printed the, the skulls. And what's funny is that he used fluorescent paints on a lot of some of the bits, but he didn't know that they were fluorescent. So he bought one of our blue. Uh, laser oh lines <laughs> and he was just like one day playing and he was like what the fuck why did i see this orange like pop up on my models and so then and so then he went That's out and insane. bought a real yeah he bought like a black light and it's like the eyeballs and the runes were all glowing and stuff oh, So he, yeah yeah it so was sick. Cool. yeah so and then after dark they look they look fucking even cooler and it was cool because like he came with like the most dark grim dark uh display there, right? Like it was like dark and scary and they were just like yeah. nightmares. It to was give,
0: yeah, to give you an idea, they were uh they were Wendigo's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if you know what a Wendigo is or you Google it, that's what they were. They were awesome yeah. in a terrifying yeah. way.
1: Yeah. And they were they were their uh Felgor uh they were the Felgor Ravagers. So yeah, absolutely fantastic. Well,
2: a well deserved win. A well deserved win. Yeah. yeah. You
1: relinquish the win. <laughs> yeah, so and uh best kit batch was actually um Andrew Wang. So Andrew Wang last year won best painted kill team with his Red Corsairs. Corsairs. Um and I I don't even it there's a lot of really good painted teams there as well, right? Like I think George had a really good team, George Moreau. Um but like there there were there's and Daniel Osprena was also <laughs> freaking up there close that dude paints chaos like nothing. Um but like, man, it was—it's inspiring. I just, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. The best way
2: to put it. Yeah, uh, my favorite part of of LVO was seeing all these like gorgeous kill teams, and then facing off against some of them too was crazy. To see people put down these works of art on the table, and then just to get absolutely destroyed by them uh, was fantastic.
0: <laughs> hey but they got to witness the dwarves in action
2: you know I guess that's true I guess that's true
0: <laughs> I mean you can still do the one thing where you put the barricade make it rampart and then you use the um, was the rotary gunner who's like yeah the I can see through cannon. this
2: yep. <laughs> 100% yes <laughs> on multiple occasions I did that yeah
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's their best trick right now it Maybe is a the very good it's, trick it's a very good trick though yeah yeah
1: it's a so, trick. Yeah, so- um, I just got a message from somebody saying we left some into the dark at the event. That's wonderful. Um, Logan from uh Logan from Nevada, looking out for us. You know,
0: uh, hell yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll pick that up at some point.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, Aiden, something that's really inspiring and something that's really difficult for people to do. Is painting multiple kill teams to such a high level? What what team did you bring to all valley team tournament? Uh, I brought my Red Corsairs Legionaries. Okay, so here's the, here's the crazy thing, right? So your hobby track results, right? You scored really high marks on a lot of a lot of different um, a lot of different events, right? I think you you almost maxed at at four of your five events right that's and crazy. yeah yeah which was actually crazy right but what's crazy is that you brought three different teams to those four events and you almost maxed each individual one right like that's correct yeah yeah so your dwarves scored the highest and then i think your um your uh, red corsairs scored a little bit higher than your than your um,
2: what are they called? Should be hand of the archon, I think.
1: Yeah, hand of the archon. The last one, but they all almost maxed, and that was actually pretty pretty intense. That you were able to paint and make three different display boards to such a high level. So most people bring just one team, right? Or when they bring other teams, they're just not up to that standard. So like. You really knocked it out of the park this year, man. and you. you. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Where do you find the time to paint?
2: This is, uh, so I, I work from home. Uh, okay. So I am- So you don't work. work.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, if, if, if,
2: my, if my bosses are listening, then yes, I work 100% of the time. Oh,
1: yeah. Of course. Uh, I've seen you there. I'm on,
2: yeah. My painting desk is not a 90 degree turn of my chair from my work desk. There's it's
1: definitely not for sure. Uh, <laughs> not at all. So Aiden, um, what the fuck was my question, my guy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're asking uh, why, why the hell I decided to bring three kill teams instead of just paying one. Right.
1: That is right. Why is that? My <laughs> friend, why is that?
2: I mean, that is a fair question. Uh, I t- tend to get a little bored of playing the same kill team, uh, over and over. I like to switch it up. Um, hmm. And I, I, my favorite part of the Kill Team especially is that it's just a blast to be able to wrap up a project and complete it, um, as opposed to like a... I, I have been on and off collecting and selling and collecting and selling Necrons for uh, Big 40K since... Uh, since like high school and I've bought them and I've resold them and I've never I've never completed like a full Necron army to like 2,000 points uh, but with a kill team I could just wrap it up have it completed I can take it to an event and then I can retire it and send it off into the sunset and play it with friends like at my apartment or whatever um, but it's it's very fun to be able to, to just take a new team see how they do and usually they do terribly and then they get retired and replaced by someone else <laughs>
1: Fair. <laughs> that is That's fair. fair. That's cool. So what's, I think
0: it takes a lot of work, you know, to do three different teams throughout the year.
1: Uh-huh. Well, what's well, dude, Aiden just like He just not Well, them he out. he technically had four teams, I think. He actually brought his the very first event. Yeah. Um uh, that was, not, you, that have was a, Necrons, right? I haven't brought old Necrons. Necrons
2: yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, that that might be my favorite kill team. It's it's not like my it's not like my best painter or anything like that, but it was probably the most fun I've had painting a team. I love Necrons. I've loved them since like the second I got into the hobby, and I have a kill team. All of the like old pewter Necron models from like 2002. I had to scour eBay and like the the used model bins at Adepticon for them, uh, but I found just enough to make a little kill team. Maybe someday uh, I actually still have to paint up one of them. Because I didn't realize that the Cryptech, the two of the cryptex are on a 50 mil base and mm-hmm. one's on a 40 mil base. Mm-hmm. And I only had the one, the Chronomancer, on the 40 mil base. So I was like, I got to get one of the little dudes in the lawn chair. You know what I'm mm. talking about? The little dude <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> filling in the chair. So I got one and I have to paint that up for whenever I next bust out my hierotech circle. But that is a, to use as like the Technomancer uh, or the Psychomancer because I think they're both on 50 mil bases. But mm-hmm. so, that was a very so, fun team
1: to paint. So what's your next skill team? Have you decided? Or are you going to stick with dwarves or, for a hot minute? Because no, gee. No, they gee. are they're retired. They're gone. Okay. Aiden, <laughs> Aiden brought like four or five kill teams throughout the year. It wasn't like he just he just specifically painted three to like <laughs> peak levels. <laughs> I yeah, so, I remember
0: the SoCal one, that was, a, that was one we had to decide and, like, all right, who's winning in SoCal.
1: And the other two, we did not judge. So that was a different judge at a different tournament that, that scored hobby track. So, True. um, I remember seeing them, but I wasn't looking them at them with the judge's eye. So I, I, uh, didn't look for all the small details, but I love the Necrons. Those stuck out in my head because I, they were just like, oh, those are like, those are like looking like '80s models, you know. Yeah, right, the
2: classic models. Uh huh. Oh, like old, I, I old, love
1: them. Yeah, amazing.
2: They're so goofy. They have goofy little faces. The leader mm-hmm. is like straight up dabbing uh, and has like an insane cone shaped head. Like, just feel like who? Who the hell designed this? And I can I shake their <laughs> hand? Like, this is fantastic. These models are awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have I have picked my next team. Uh, I I have played. It's probably the team I have played the, the most games against, um, and I've had an idea cooking in the back of my head for a while. Uh, one thing I really appreciate uh, about uh, two of my teammates who I went with to LVO with, uh, Andrew and Elijah, is that they're very, very big into the lore. And I'm, I, I like the lore, but I'm not like the biggest lore expert. Uh, so I did a little research, and I, I think my next team is going to be a Death Watch intercession squad.
0: Oh, uh, based nice.
2: on the, the Bad Ab War. So, a bunch of like the tr- the guys who like went rogue and rebel in the Bad mm. Ab War. And eventually and
1: like, turned into Red Corsairs, right?
2: Some of them did. And I love the Red Corsairs. That's probably my favorite Marine faction. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's like a bunch of them. It was like the Lamenters, the, I think the Mantis Warriors, like the, ooh, the Executioners and the Charnel Guard. And then the, the Astral Claws turned into the Red Corsairs. So, I want to paint up like those teams as a like a death watch intercession squad kill team. Cause I haven't, I've never played as intercession squad. I don't think I've ever painted like a loyalist space Marine, but I, they look like a, like a blast to play as, and I know, I know G you love intercession squad and you have like a a a gorgeous, you have Imperial fist, right? Yes. It's a beautiful kill team, a very inspiring, a a fantastic display board. Uh, so I I think, I think we're going to go intercession squad. Hell Yeah.
1: I like to Marines. hear that. I mm-hmm. was actually secretly hoping and praying that you were going to paint Tinder. I'd love to see your take on Marines because you yeah. have a very interesting uh, art style. It's like, mm. it's, it's not cartoon. It's like a comic book style with really hard black lines. I can't imitate it because I don't know how you do it. Um, it's a really cool painting style for sure.
2: This is really interesting. I, I had a conversation again with some of the, the guys I went to LVO with and they told me I had a painting style and I was like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't, I just paint the models. Uh, but I, I guess I do. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to, to paint uh, Marines, especially Death Watch. I love that you, you could just paint the shoulder pad. You don't have to paint the whole model in like a weird color. They're all the same thing. Um, I also like to, we might touch on this later, but I like to give out uh, like, little like models or gifts during tournaments. So I was, I'm thinking it might be fun to have just enough death watch guys on the team that I can give one to one of my opponents after each match so that he's, he's finished his tour with the watch and he's heading home to uh, his, I don't know, his original chapter, I guess, which might be hell. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah. I like that.
2: Yeah, it's death watch. You can just slot him into any intercession squad and it could be like he's a liaison, he's there to like show him what's what. He's like serving some kind of cru- penitent
1: crusade thing. Or if you match him, he's just coming back.
2: Oh, there you go. He's coming back home. Exactly.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all of a sudden people are starting to be like, man, I have to build I have to build this uh this ultramarine faction now because, you know, <laughs> I, got I got this. an ultramarine. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I, w- I want to point out that Aiden, I think, has started a trend um, of giving stuff away to people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm noticing it more in uh, people's playing. Like, uh, I got tea yesterday. You know? Mm-hmm. That what was he was giving his buddy opponents.
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See? I got tea I got all you. three days, That's G. hilarious. G. Take that. I, don't wanna,
2: I, I would never dare take take any full credit for that all uh, all three of the guys i went with we all love to hand stuff out at events everyone loves a gift we're all like we're all in this hobby because we like to collect stuff and is connor, part connor your
1: connor's a of part of your team too right
2: yeah the the three guys mm-hmm. i went with um we have switched our team name fully every event but next year we're we're, we're currently in the arguing process of figuring out a legit team name to stick with uh but I, I went with Elijah Sanchez, Connor Simons and Andrew Sanchez, unrelated to Elijah Sanchez, not, <laughs> not related at all. They just both happened to share the same uh, last name, Sanchez. But their buddies have known for like over a decade each at this point. We all started playing 40K together when uh, Elijah got us into 40K back when we were in high school. Um, but yeah, we all love to hand out little gifts and tchotchkes. Some of us like paint stuff up. Some of us hand out little like pfft, coins or doubloons. Andrew is uh, obsessed with like a capital O with T. So I I assume most people at LVO got a tea bag from him. Yes, uh,
0: that's kind of a, fu- that that's a fun funny gift.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I painted up his. Uh, he he's not a big. He loves to collect models, but he's not a big painter. Um, mm-hmm. So I painted up his kill team for him. Uh, for LVO, nice. and he it was uh he played Hunterclade, and one of the STLs I printed for him had a little banner on it, and he was like, "You need to put a cup of tea on that." So I had to like mm-hmm. figure out how to paint a cup of tea. Uh, but I think it came out mostly recognizable as a cup of tea, although some I don't think people I said coffee. That.
1: I did Uh, he he was like no the very first time I passed his table he was like this was painted by the legendary Aiden McGee I was like like, can I see it and I like picked it up it was in mid-game I picked his model up I'm allowed (laughs) to do that because I'm the TO and I was looking at it and and then they're like I was like wow this is so good and they're like can we get back to the game I was like oh yeah sorry and I put it (laughs) back (laughs) down and then and then uh and then later later after the match I, I I came back up and he was like, you want to see it now? I was like, hell yeah, I want to see that. It's fucking sick, my guy. <laughs> thank Get you. Shit. Thank you.
2: Yeah, Some people said it was a cup of coffee, and he got justifiably upset. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Be like, no, my guys, it's, it's no, some tea. It's it's
2: tea. It's tea. He, yeah. sp-
1: he sips the tea. He spreads the tea. Oh, oh for of-
2: sure. For <laughs> sure.
1: 100%. Yeah. No, what's interesting is that your entire group really is excellent at sportsmanship. In fact, like I'd say that uh, some of the more competitive teams we see out there is like cats, Kel team, plasma spam, the Brooklyn rats, um, the broken strategist team. Right. So like, these are like the, like the well-known, you know, competitive teams, but you guys are probably going to be well-known as the, the, you know, the sportsmanship team. Um, I think that like, as long as you guys, you know, can stick to a team name.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This next, this next season, we're locking it in. We're locking it in. We had a very long argument in the car about what it would be. And what was the final deliberating? (laughs) Okay. Raucous. If, if you've met us at a tournament, you would know it was a, it's a raucous argument. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Well, I have, I have a favorite team name that I heard once. Okay. And I, if I, if I could ever make a team and I was going to make a team to have people compete under, it would be the Pacific Primarchs. Uh, that's good. I, I think, I think that when the warp surfers were discovering, like trying to figure out their team names, that was one of them. And, uh, I just thought it was the coolest that's actual cool. team name out there. And I, yeah, that's just, that's just, that is a that's, tight name. that's my, that's my, uh, that's, that's, that's yeah. Yeah, I like that one. All right, but that's besides the point. Um, no, so like, um, I've gotten a couple messages from uh, your homies, right? I'm not oh, yeah. sure who Scrimmy Bingus is or which one of them.
2: <laughs> that, I, I, I'm trying to think. That's probably Elijah. Okay. Probably. Okay. I think, uh, <laughs> uh, I probably. Probably.
1: So the problem is on Discord, I, I don't know who you are unless if you yeah. like tell me what <laughs> your name is your name. That that's besides right. the point. Yeah. Um, but do you want to tell us your guys' um, your philosophy on as a team, as a group? Like, do you guys discuss and go in? Like, if one of you, like, because it's so it, it's 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 you guys are so into it it's not just like it's just who you are it's not like hey if you're a fucking dick you're off the team no no it's like it's like this is your this is your homies this is just what you guys do right like what what drove you to be like like this you know
2: yeah, so I, I i told i told the boys I was like Dakota has invited me on the podcast. It's about team sportsmanship. And Elijah said, and I quote, "You have to tell him that, him and him and G, that our team motto is to be good sports." to have fun and to dress good. Uh and, and to dress I think good. that I think that sums it up. Elijah dresses the best out of all of us, but we we all try our he best does. to keep up with him. He for does. sure, for sure. He showed up uh, dressed up as the guy from uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas on day 1. Yeah, yeah. Uh which is is very very on brand. Um but yeah, we we just love uh we just we love the game and our main goal I think when we head to a tournament is just to make sure that all of our opponents have a good time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like if I, if I have a game and I like win the game, but my opponent has had a terrible time and same goes for all the rest of my teammates. That's like a lost game. Like there was no point playing Mm -hmm. the game. My opponent has disliked playing against me. Um, Especially because we're, we're not all not to, to shit talk my teammates, but we are not winning LVO uh but so so there's not really a point in like being like crazy competitive or like absolutely trying to like take everything you can from a game um my my buddy Connor put it pretty pretty eloquently when we were like prepping for for LVO um and he said uh, that a game is two people who create like an entirely unique experience so, your, if you ignore your opponent's like, wants throughout the game, they're going to do the same. Um, so you've got to kind of match your opponent's energy and share in their joy instead of taking it from them, which I thought was really eloquent. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the, the, the general philosophy um, that we try to bring to every game. Like you're sitting down for like a beer and pretzels game instead of a game like at a very high-strung tournament because it's stressful. I'm stressed at a tournament. I know everyone else is. So if you can bring a little levity to your game and like have fun uh I don't know it certainly improves my experience and I hope it improves my opponent's experience too.
1: Absolutely. I think so um Scrimmy Bingus uh <laughs> sent Elijah. me yeah, Elijah. <laughs> sent me sent me you know his philosophy and I think probably the most so it sounds like he does like try to focus on lore when he's playing. And of course he He wants his his models to triumph. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, if they don't, then that's okay. Right. Like never, never pull your punches, but you also, you know, if you lose, like there's probably like a lore reason. Right. But that's not the most important thing. I think something that is lost on a lot of players, right. Is uh, I'll just quote this from Elijah. I never get upset at dice rolls. I just think of a lore reason as to why that happened. Uh, Quote, not enough favor from the Dark Gods. This is a dice game. Anything can happen. So just laugh it off if it's your terrible roll or if it's your opponent's really awesome roll. Just think of how cool it was for that insane moment to happen. Act as if you were act as if it was your really great role because in a way the game is both your is both yours. You both share the moments regardless of who rolled the dice. And I think that that is something super, super important. Mm-hmm. Um, they're at a tournament. It's really, really easy to blame dice. And it's really, really hard to blame yourself, right? That you lost the game. That you messed up tactically, or that your opponent outplayed you, it's really easy to say, "Wow, m- you know, I just rolled terribly." That might be the case, but we, what we all have to remember as players is that this is a dice game. You will roll poorly, no matter what team you bring. If you bring certain factions that depend on rolling, you know, like you can mitigate it with certain teams, but like Cass or Kings. Um <laughs> y- you definitely can, <laughs> this is, right? This is fair. Um, and if something's like if you're worried about rolling poorly, just bring some caster kings. Like they may not be the best team out there, but they are definitely going to have the most level playing field. But you know, I think I think it's it goes way unspoke. It, it's it's such an insightful thing to say and to bring up because like Blaming your dice can lead feel bad to feel bad moments for your opponent. You're like, yeah, you had some really bad dice rolls, but like, but I beat you, you know? And it's like, nah, it's just my dice beat me. You didn't beat me, my dice beat me. Wow, I rolled ones. Ugh. You know, do you can you believe how many ones I rolled? And you know, and while it may make you feel better, it won't make your opponent feel any better, right? Um, like your opponent can either agree with you at that point or just disagree with you. Right. So I think that like, you know, take, I, I think that more people need to take more accountability for, for how, how, how the dice are rolled at, at games. And I think that, you know, taking it with levity is the best way to do it. You know, if you roll four ones. You have to laugh,
2: <laughs> you have you have to, <laughs> yep, I absolutely have to. Swear. Yeah,
0: right, man. It's if your your
2: plasma gun, I had a uh, my this is my buddy Andrew's first tournament ever. He so we we trained, I trained him up for LVO, uh, and we had a how did he of do practice games. What was his what he, was his record? He I think actually did better than me. Put Andrew on blast, really? Yeah, let's put him up. I think he actually smoked me. Um, let's yeah, see if I, I can search. I have BCP open. Uh, let's see if I can find him. Pull it up too. Right no. now should be out. Oh, mind. I guess I can't. I, did he do better than me? Oh no. He is just slightly below me. I think, but he got, I think the same amount of wins as I did. He just got one less tie. Uh, but he had a blast and we had a practice game and we were preparing for this tournament where
1: his, uh, you know, his these colors are was, in red and green and it's dude, so hard to tell dude, you. Who are the are fuck me one. Like I have no idea. On BCP, it's like uh, 16, 18. Th- I can see the blue and then yeah, the red same. and green are so hard. Yeah. Like, I
0: impossible. To- just saying, one game company that thought about that, and this is thanks to Troy, shout out to Troy, was X Wing. They used to do red and green, and then he said they changed it to blue
2: to help. Oh, that's so like, nice. I
1: literally can't tell what this 13. I can't tell if he won this game at 13 he, or if he, he lost the game at 13. Okay. So I don't then it's. Remember. Yes. one so it looks like he he won two maybe three games i think and he tied won once. two
2: i think he won two and tied one and then i won two and tied two okay. but uh yeah we uh one thing that we like to do uh in just our group um and a way to like because it, it, it could be hard some uh, obviously it could be hard for a lot of people going to a tournament yeah. and losing a lot of people wow yeah. No, he did. He did the best out of all us. But yeah, uh, heading to one of these like tournaments, it could be hard to like lose a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we as a team know uh, we, we pull up. But we know, especially coming to like the Las Vegas Open with like a, a 160 players. We know we're going to get smoked a lot of these games. Of course. So We make it a competition between each other to see which one of us could score the most victory points. And whoever got the lowest at the end of the day had to buy drinks. Nice. Uh, uh, we did that. <laughs> yeah, we did that at AVTT as well because we went as pirates. We were all Red Corsairs themed, uh, and they're like space pirates, chaos space pirates. So at that tournament, we had a uh, like a, a pirates pact where whoever scored the lowest got demoted to cabin boy uh, and had to like do <laughs> menial menial tasks, and whoever scored the highest got promoted to captain and was our team captain for the next round. So it was we would like. Be jostling back and forth for position. Uh, and it I think it adds to your opponent's enjoyment of the game too, because we had players who would come back to us and be like, who is the captain? Like, who mm. lost the game? Which one of <laughs> I was cabin up, boy? I asked? I would ask. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I lost the I got, I think, obliterated game three uh of day one and was the cabin boy overnight. And the shame, <laughs> the shame that was leveled on me by I I think multiple multiple members of several of the teams we had faced earlier was significant, Uh, and I think I hope it added to their enjoyment because they certainly like to see one of us become the cabin boy. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I think I think it's uh, something that's unsaid but very (laughs) important uh, with your team mechanics is that you your team isn't going to win these events. Your team is going to have fun and have an experience and i think that when there's definitely some people that went to lvo that went to win right oh rightfully so oh, yeah. and and i feel that 100%. some of those people when they didn't win had a poor experience because of it right so like uh you know there i think that it's important to realize that um only one person can win any 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 specific tournament mm-hmm. right um so I think that's something something to keep in the back of everyone's mind, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So what is there anything else that your team specifically focuses on outside? Because you guys sound like you guys are a fucking hoot to to hang out with. I was so <laughs> so invested in who the captain was every round. I didn't know you guys <laughs> were, were we're fucking doing this shit overnight too. Like you're the cabin oh, yeah. boy overnight. My goodness, I yeah, love this. it was
2: it was rough. It was rough, man. We stayed at Elijah's house, man. I was I was full cabin boy. It was it was uh, it was rough. Um, but, uh, yeah, one, one thing we, we try to do, um, is we also try to hand out gifts to our opponents. I think Mm -hmm. I touched on this earlier, but everyone loves a gift. Uh, I got so many gifts at LVO. Like, I think the majority of my opponents gave me something, whether it was like a dice or like a measuring token or even like a sticker. Um, like, so that's something that uh, we all try to at least at least try to do is is hand out a little gift um yeah and i i think it you know knowing that uh i think my buddy connor said this but knowing that your opponent your opponent knowing that you were thinking about them before the game even started is like a very touching feeling um and that's the type of thing that i'd like to feel when i'm playing a game against someone so i'd want to wish that on uh, my opponent as well
1: Absolutely. I think that's very important. And most tournaments I go to, I try to bring usually gauges oh, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: You, the first time I met you was at a tournament at, met uh, UNG was at a tournament in uh, San Diego at, I think, Addie's Games. And I wasn't even, fully wasn't even your, even your opponent. And you were like, here's a gauge, man. Enjoy.
1: It was great. It was lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, I think that you guys, are the pinnacle of, of sportsmanship right now in this hobby. And I look forward to other people in this hobby arising to meet you because one other thing that I have to say about this tournament specifically is while there were a few, a few calls and stuff, um, uh, I think that I didn't have any kind of really. I mean, there was a couple feels bad. There's a couple sweat, sweat upon sweat moments that probably didn't <laughs> need to happen, but nowhere near compared to other events that I've had to deal with. Right, mm-hmm. and with a with this being what was it? Let's see here. We had like let me pull up a calculator. Uh, we had at least. Um, eleven hundred games played in three days. No way. Eleven hundred. Wow. Ooh. Kill teams games Dang. played in three days. In Commandos took it all. Crazy. Um, eleven hundred. And there's only like four or five games that had like the sweat, you know. And I think that that's so so good for this game and for this community and i think that it's it's something that's really 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 cool even at top tables everyone was chilling you know like yeah it was intense but man it was it was exciting you know like the see just to see the sportsmanship like that's the i know i know that i always really try to tell everyone to make sure that they are sportsmanlike like when they come to these events and i try to set the tone right um but i feel like everyone really really took me for my word this time and i i i just i'm just so i couldn't be more happy with this community if that makes any sense and yeah where we're, I, and where we're at
2: every single game i had i was like man I'd end the game and it'd be like, man, that was that was like the best game I've ever played. That was like one of the most fun opponents that I've ever had. And then I would go to the next game and the same thing would happen. It was just a, just a blast to play and everyone was just so hyped to be there. I think the fact that it was like nine games, two and uh, three a day meant that no one was like too crazy tired. They'd roll up to each day relatively refreshed as well. It ended early, so they knew they had like a whole day of like a whole night of debauchery ahead of them in vegas Mm -hmm. which i think was very smart planning on your part
1: thank you (laughs) (laughs) i think the number one compliment that we got about it was the the extra long breaks in between Mm -hmm. each game
2: oh that was lovely it was lovely
1: yeah because i think we had 30 minutes and then 45 or an hour so in between games Mm -hmm. which we could probably do you know, increase it to like 45 in an hour and then just end at 445 instead of five next year. Except on the last day, we have, we have a time. We have the time. We have a time schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really nice too.
2: Cause I, uh, as like a team, we also try to, check in with our previous opponents. And it's it can be sometimes hard to do that at um, a quicker tournament where you don't have any breaks between rounds. You don't really have time to check in with your opponents from like maybe the day before or earlier in the tournament. But with such, a, such long breaks in between, you can go and eat and like refill your water bottle and stuff and then go in and check around with people who you, either you beat or tied or who absolutely, in, in my case, mostly destroyed me uh, to see how they're <laughs> doing. Uh, yeah, which is very, very nice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, we had a lot of really cool stuff there, right? We had the stream. We had the, oh, the yeah. thing going up. We had hobby track. We had all the terrain laid out. What was your favorite part outside of your opponents Ooh. about LVO? Was it the drinking afterwards? Was it... What was it?
2: Um, I think my favorite part was um that we were split into two groups for anyone who didn't go to lvo we were split into two groups uh group a and group b i was in group b and group a started lvo playing all open and then group b started on into the dark and then they flipped and then they merged together and i think that was my favorite part uh one because i i like open but i really like into the dark and some tournaments i go to i just don't get to play into the dark um because it's random. But in this case, I was like, oh, I'm guaranteed at least three Into the Dark games, uh, which I was excited for. Um, it was fun, too, because over the course of the tournament, the uh, the we'll say rivalry between me and <laughs> my, my boys and uh, the three Kelly boys got turned up to 11. And we were not all in the same group, so we kept comparing scores and being like, on the last day, like, we're we're gonna face you guys because we're at similar scores. Uh, so it was fun to see people in the other group and be like, if the if the stars align, we can cross paths. Uh, and I think that really added to the just the fun of the event, like looking at, at people you know and being like, there's a chance we could play against each other on like the last day and the last like final hours of the event. Uh, and it really just really heightened. It. it was a lot of fun.
1: That's amazing. How about how about you, G? What was your what was your favorite? Your favorite thing about LVO?
0: Ooh, the camaraderie. I had a lot of fun of people just walking around and saying hi to everybody, like seeing their friends that they might not have seen in a long ass time either. Mm-hmm. So that was always fun just to catch a glimpse of that, uh, running around with my head cut off and the stream wasn't working. And that's oh, because no. the Rio's, the Rio's internet decided to die. And oh, we so were trying to figure out like every, what day gonna gonna right? every day at a certain time too. So I was expecting it by the third day. Like it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. Nothing you can do, but it was
1: fine. And the award ceremony
0: at the end, everybody stayed around so Mm -hmm. much fun to really see everybody come together at the end. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I think my favorite was being able to hug so many people. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that was, that was, that was a treat, uh, that, and then, and then being able to give all the awards out. I think it was really cool to see how many people actually stuck through the full nine rounds. I think it's, it's kind of, You know, that's something in 40 K that doesn't happen, right? Like people don't, people don't stay the entire time for everything. And I think it just shows to like how strong of a community that we have that like, we had three days of three games. People were going out those nights drinking. And guess what? Some people dropped round one of the day and would come back and finish it up. You know, they'd be like, Hey, can I drop (laughs) round one and come back? Be like, yeah, dude, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Just lose a game. All right, cool. You know, um, (laughs) So like, it was really, uh, it was really cool to see everyone like, just have a good time, you know?
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah. So let's, uh, let's turn our eyes to next year's hobby track. Um, so we went over a lot of, of LVO. Is there anything else before we move on completely from LVO? Is there anything Oh, I did want to give it a, sh- a shout out to there's so many good hobby things, but there's somebody who did not get any, any recognition at the, at the award ceremony or anything. And it's something that every judge absolutely loved. And it was Garrett Rayner's oh, uh, display yeah. board with the squig coming out the oh, gate and his so Selgor dope. ravagers as orcs, the, 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 oh. the savage orcs shooting a plasma into the into the squig's mouth. My that goodness. That was
2: tight. It so was tight.
1: So cool because it was just something that you don't see, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. It is unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought
2: was- that was a very interesting use of the hobby track rubric because you're allowed mm-hmm. one model that's not a part of your kill team and I, that was like maximum use of the one model.
1: And it told a clear story. Smart. Yeah. Very clear story.
2: Really well, like use the rubric very well.
1: Mm-hmm. We had another person, uh, Kyle Norman. He actually, when he put his his up, he actually wrote a story oh. for the reason why his salamanders had had his uh, the lizard dragon heads. And uh, it was a very fun read as well. So it was really interesting to see people's takes on the hobby track and kind of, what they would go on from there. And it's interesting hobby track. We've had people from London and from France and from Australia all talk about it and thinking about running it. And as long as we can all, uh, you know, run it all under, under uh, one track, we can keep it all, you know, uh, you know, visible to everyone. Uh, it, It could be a really cool, uh like interregional thing. I'm very excited. Very excited to see where we can take this. Um but yeah so we have revamped the kill team hobby track uh rubric for 2024 and we got rid of a few things and we added a few more and I wanted to get your both uh Giacomo's and Aiden's thought process on the new uh, the, the new rubric because it should be a, not only... So one of the harder things is is that it takes a longer time to score and we're, we found a way to do it through Google Forms, so it's a lot faster and easier. And then we're currently working on a backend way to... If the name matches the front name, then you can take that score. And if it equals one of the high scores, it automatically gets added to a different list. We're trying, we're trying a bunch of stuff to m- to make this a lot more less labor intensive. Uh, especially if it's going to be expanding a lot, but for instance, um, who, anyone who doesn't know, you can find the hobby painting, uh, the hobby track painting rubric on my website, uh, which is luster'sworkshop.com under hobby track. And, um, we kept a few things and we, we changed a few things. So, uh, first things first, we have the painting category, um, and any of these other than subjective, uh, you get five points for. Uh, subjective is the the judge's purely unbiased opinion on what score he would give the team out of x amount of points. So, uh, is the army fully painted with no primer showing? Is the majority of the army shaded and or highlighted? are three or more layers of highlighting present across the army, are advanced details like grenades, buckles, claws, eyes, gems, rivets, bone teeth, and lenses painted across the entire army, are advanced details like OSL, weathering, camouflage, glowing, non-metallic metal, or freehand present over the majority of the army present, And then finally, we get to the subjective category, which is out of 40 points. So a judge would award uh, 40 points to something that is the best he has ever seen or she has ever seen. Um, And if it's like an A, then you can give them a sliding scale between 36 to 40. If it's a B, you kind of go from there. And if it's just like middling, give them 20. If it's, you know, the bare minimum, you could give them 10. And if it's, you know, just gray plastic, you could go zero or commission painted would be zero. Uh, f- then we go to our next category, which is basing. Is the basing consistent across the entire army? And does it match the display board or story and or, sorry, does it match? Uh, are multiple elements and features visible and painted across the bases of the, mat- of the army? So that's like little cacti, little pieces of grass, rocks, skulls, scorpions, Something that you're pretty famous for, Aiden.
2: <laughs> I try uh, my best, yeah.
1: Yeah. So then we go to hobby and display, and then I'll try to get your guys' feedback. So hobby is, uh, are there examples of kit bashing or conversion work uh, present across the majority of the army, where all the mold lines removed and gaps filled for the majority of the army? Are advanced hobby materials like plasticard, milliput, and green stuff... Um, there so is there like sculpting is there you know other kind of stuff present and then subjective use of hobby and then we have display board so does it fall within uh 15 by 11 or 12 by 12 is there a clear background or present story or a clear story is there an exceptional display board that shows effort and artistic talent above the norm so is it like a really badass display board and then subjective judgment of the display board. And then uh, that's the final count. So is there anything that you guys would add or take out or change? On this thing. Oh man. No, uh, I kind of I prefer it is- to
0: be smaller personally.
1: Oh yeah. What would you take out G?
0: No, I'm talking about in general. Cause I knew what the other one looked like.
1: You said that you like that it's smaller. Yeah. Yeah. I agree
2: too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot less. Uh, We took out a bunch of things, uh, combined a couple, and uh, made it so that it's a little bit more uh, easy to score. So it's like, okay, I'm looking at painting, I'm looking at basing, I'm looking at hobby, I'm looking at display.
0: Yeah, because that, that was the big issue we had when we would do grading in general was there's so many different things, and a lot of these are just – I'm scoring five because it's like the same thing as before. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's better to make this easier. And as, and as the amount of people going to events grows, as we've been seeing it growing year by year, this is just going to be the next step we have to take. Like if we want to mm-hmm. get everything done at a speedy pace, but still get enough grading that it matters.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think subjective is, is really, really important um, because – uh, if, a t- if somebody keeps continually bringing a team, the same team over and over and over, if you've seen it, like we've seen it with a couple of our friends in big 40 K, they can never win hobby track because they continue, bring continually bring the same army for like two years. And every judge has seen this army now. So it's like, subjectively, it's like, Hey, are you doing anything new? Because I can't just keep giving you, you know, perfect scores, right? perfect scores. Right. If I've seen this army you know, for two years, like, have you added anything else? Is there anything new? Like, are you improving it? Like what's going on? So, um, that's pretty fascinating. Uh, is is there anything that you guys think would be, that you would add or change or delete? That's most important. Hmm.
2: Uh, I, I one thing that I, I very much like, especially about the painting section, is the section on advanced techniques. If I remember correctly, on the previous hobby track, they were more split up into like a different section. Uh, correct if I'm wrong, but like a different section for like OSL weathering, like metallic metal, and freehanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that they're put into one category because not every painter can either has the time, or the interest, or the knowledge or is capable of painting all of those techniques. And maybe they're really good at or really enjoy painting one of them. And they do it to a really high standard. And it's nice that they then won't be, they'll be rewarded for doing that thing that they do really well, that they enjoy doing, but aren't penalized for not necessarily knowing how to do something else. Absolutely. I think that's, I I really like that.
0: No, I'm still looking to see if there's anything I'd add, but no, kind of hitting most of the stuff. No, yeah, we're pretty much hitting everything that I think. I think the only thing that I think would be weird is, um, not even weird. It's just, I know, I know a lot of people who don't always do this where they remove their mold lines. Mm -hmm. Uh, They still glue stuff together. They just don't like removing mold lines. It's just an extra step for them. They don't want to do, but that is technically a hobby part, you know? So it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's pretty important. I always, uh, remove my mold lines and, uh, drill my barrels. For you space gotta recently. drill the barrels. Yes. Yeah, you gotta Eldar. drill the barrels. It's
0: cool if you do. You don't have to because it's your toys. Yeah, yeah. You do what you want but with
2: this. Them. Is fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yes,
1: uh, but you know, in I my do, biased I opinion, I <laughs> drill your <laughs> damn barrels. In my biased opinion, <laughs> <Which> <laughs> I even do them have. for
0: Vetguard. You, you can totally have.
1: <laughs> uh No, I mean it's it's it's. You know, another thing that's really fun um, that we should talk about here because we all do it differently. How do you paint yellow? Every single YouTuber has a video on yellow. Every single person paints yellow differently. What is your guys' steps on painting your favorite yellow? Do you have I, one?
0: I have a few. Um, my, one, of, one of the ones I would do was back when they sold the rattle can. And you can still do this with an airbrush if you have the airbrush yellow. Or if you're in the UK, I think they make a color that's almost exactly the same as Averland Sunset now. hmm I would spray it, hit it with a wash, and then do various types of dry brushes to get a gradient effect that has more of like that ceramite look that's broken up. And if you've seen mm-hmm. my Imperial Fist, that's what they are. Now it's important Ooh. that when you do this, you gotta add a highlight. And the only reason that's done that way is because it ties it together and makes it look neat. Otherwise, it's just dry brush, which is yeah. fine too. Some people like the dry brush. Uh, and then the other w- method is the same thing you start with. I like to start with a warm white. I know people like pink. Uh, I just don't. I just don't do it. And That's all. Nothing Nothing against it. And then I just build up from yellows from there, You know, starting with a darker yellow, usually like a brownish yellow, and then I get to my bright yellows. And I usually do that for like when I'm painting marble stuff.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: How about you guys? What are your yellows?
1: So I'll give you mine. Um, so I want to experiment with one, but I've already started my Imperial Fists one way. Uh, Daddy Dorn for life.
2: Hell yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, the way I paint yellow is I used to use Cassandora yellow, two coats of Cassandora yellow, but now that's pretty much just I I I found that out uh just a little bit of a thin down uh 2 to 1 medium uh, of of iandin over white models and then i f- i paint uh Uriel yellow over the flatness of everything of the flatness of the ceramite plates and i keep the the uh the contrast in the in the crevices and then i highlight with flash gits and then in, a lot of people go to the next extreme highlight, which is white or Dorn. And for me, I really dislike anything that desaturates a model. For for yellow, I just don't like desaturated yellow. It's just not my thing. So I take Phalanx yellow, which is a little bit more, it's just like a brighter yellow. I don't know if it's neon, I don't know what it is, but I take phalanx and then I do my all my edge highlighting with white and then I put phalanx over the top of that. So that it's the brightest thing on the model. And then I and then I have uh, white and black accents, which are very uh, neutral shades. And then uh, I'll usually do like some kind of vibrant pop, something. So for my Imperial fists, I'll do like red guns, but it's not like as y as you see uh, the current GW ones. I fucking <laughs> hate them. <They're> the <laughs> um, but like. Uh, I like kind of the old style where they had white shoulder pads. And so I will I'll, I'll sub-assembly the shoulder pads and helmets. Cause I like white helmets on my Imperial fists, um, at least for my primaris. And then, um, you know, I'll do a lot of black on them in certain areas. Cause I kind of like the Templar-esque look coming through. So, um, and sometimes I think I'll, I'll I, I also add some purple. So to for that super nice contrast, but that's my per- personal favorite of, uh, and my white tones are also typically cool when I do it. So, um, how about, how about you, Aiden?
2: Uh, I usually start from like a bright red. So, uh, I'm trying to think what it is. Mm. it's, uh, it's not evil sun scarlet. I think it's wild Rider Red It's like, it's almost like a very orangey red. um, and then I'll usually go from that to like uh, a brighter orange, um, leaving like a little bit of the the red on the bottom or wherever the like uh, uh wherever the like shadow area would be on the miniature. So if it's like a it's like a shoulder pad, I'd leave it on the bottom of it where the light's not going to catch, and then build up towards a yellow at the top. Um, and then I've been using a uh, uh, I think it's white blue by monument hobbies to mix in with a little bit of whatever the like highlight yellow is. Uh, mm-hmm. cause it makes it a little, like a little cool tone on the top I like that, and a yeah. little, yeah, it's a little green ish. Um, mm-hmm. and kind of makes it pop. And then I usually like to add, if it's something that's supposed to be very bright and shiny, which I guess yellow things usually are, I'll add like a single specular like dot of either white blue or like pure white on the top. Uh, and when you look at it up close, you're like, "Oh, there's like a dot there," but from afar, um, it looks like there's a little like shine on the yellow since it, it's bright.
1: Absolutely. The uh, I, I think that we all have our favorite highlight color. Um, so it sounds like you like the 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 white blue from I love Monument White
2: Blue. Yeah, I, That's I love a great it one. It could be fully ruining all my paint jobs and I have no idea, but <laughs> I, I, there's no way I'd know, but I like, I like the way it looks. I like the color.
1: Yeah. I like That's ice. I like ice yellow. I, I mix that Ooh. into a lot of my, my skin tones from Vallejo. That's a great one. And warmer tones. G, do you have a favorite highlight?
2: Uh, ivory.
1: Ivory from Vallejo. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a great one too.
1: Mm-hmm. So fellas, um, this may be controversial to everyone on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to ask favorite paint brands for specific colors. Oh, okay. And uh, this may get heated. We'll we'll have to see. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: okay. okay. What, all right. What,
0: what colors are you picking? Let's do uh,
1: it. Let's do, let's do some of the hardest colors. So we're going to go with a yellow. We're going to go with a white. We're going to go with um, gold and silver Um, And red
0: Okay What color do you want to start with first?
1: Mm. We should also do a green Because me and uh, Aiden are both colorblind So we should probably both go with Something that we're (laughs) Typically very bad with Let's start with white (laughs) Because I know me and G definitely have Different uh, preference In whites And I want to hear Aiden's Mm
2: um
0: Aiden start us off
2: Uh I I'm, I'm going to go with uh white blue from Monument Hobbies. It's like uh yeah, I I love the paint. I like Monument. I've been really enjoying Monument Hobbies paints recently cuz they thin really they thin nicely enough for like my painting style where mm-hmm. I tend to do kind of thicker glazes and they they don't do a thin glaze very well, but they do like a little thicker glaze nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like white blue cuz you can mix it into a lot of stuff. Um, And it can make the like highlight color really stand out against the color below it. Um, And I I feel like it kind
1: of makes it pop. Amazing. Yeah. How about you, G?
0: Well, kind of what he's saying, it's one of the reasons I usually will choose monument hobby white um, because I like the boldness of the color when I'm just painting certain parts that I want to be like specifically white. Otherwise, I'll usually choose like army painter white, just army painter white, because it's really easy to thin down. Same. It's yeah. a classic. Ew, what
1: the a fuck? classic. Uh, yeah, man. The, it's it's a classic color I that it. thins <laughs> down. You can use it's, Vallejo it's white classic. too. They
0: both thin down. I mean uh, I mean I, here's
1: the thing. The, the new army painter whites are third gen like paints, uh, with new mediums and stuff. Maybe those are dope. You're talking about the old army painter that you have to like the, shake until your arm until that's you get carpal you tunnel. Yeah, oh it's yeah, like, uh, I own like that scale, one too, G. I own that one special. too. I mean, I own it too. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> 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 it was like it was everybody's first white because you know mm-hmm. you get introduced to GW paints and Army Painter paints because that's what's out there on the stores in the beginning. Well, nowadays more people are spoiled to you know we got two thin cones, we got Monument Hobbies. Some stores will carry some of the more obscure brands, um, but even then, those obscure brands aren't necessarily better than some of the newer stuff. Not always. And then we have AK as well. AK became mm-hmm. their own thing. So you know, so, everyone's spoiled with a wealth of colors. You know, when we were starting, there was like two.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so so for me, it would definitely be uh AK's white. I'm a big fan of just their the AK, the third gen white. It's very, very nice. Um I also specifically through an airbrush, I'll use golden high flows white. I don't use that's a
0: nice that's a nice white.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, don't use that. I don't use inks because I, I hate that you have to varnish every time that you use an ink. Oh really? But, I love inks. Uh, the the high flow brand from Golden is absolutely amazing through an airbrush. It you you need to crack open a window because you shouldn't breathe the whatever they put in them because they're not just they're acrylics, but they're they're flowy. <laughs> 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 they don't come they don't go on a brush very well. Um, they're meant to go through an airbrush. So I, I really like that one, but, uh, paint wise, I definitely have to go with, uh, with AK. I think monument's really close. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with AK for sure. Uh, how about we do gold this? Oh, okay. I'm going to change the rules. Okay. You guys ready? Okay. Our worst version of this as well. Ooh, ooh. Okay. So that. now we have to think of our of our wor- our, our least favorite white. I'm pretty sure it's we still all still might. Army
0: painter. <laughs> it can it can be both loved and sucked. Like I, agree. I don't use it for anything else other than yes. thinning.
2: Because
0: bro, 100. <laughs> yes. Cr- cr-
1: cracker box white and like those really cheap whites that you get from like Hobby Lobby is better than army painter old army painter <laughs> white. <you're right? laughs> At least the other stuff. Co- uh, the other the cheap white covers really well.
0: I mean, I would argue um, Vallejo does the same thing. And another problem with those whites is, and one of the reasons I like inks is because whites dry so fast. You don't have enough yeah. water in your fennel. And if you have too much water in your fennel, then it just spills all over the place. So like it's, it's hard to balance and I prefer an ink for that reason.
1: So I'm highlighting whites. My least favorite is a uh, white scar from GW.
0: Oh yeah, Oof. that is Oh, you know that's and, a, that's a good point. That one's pretty garbage white. I, I take it back. Yeah, come on, <laughs> guys. Garbage white. I take it back. I take come it on, back. It's been so long since I've used it because I never buy it anymore. That I about it. And
1: Corax no is, is also like really bad because it's so fucking chunky. Like what Oof. the fuck? Like I don't understand. Like <laughs> like cottage <laughs> cheese. Yeah. Also, I have a problem. I love uh like the Ruth one white, but it just like it just. If you don't buy the airbrush version of it, which is like almost too thin, like their actual potted version of Uthwin White just always has chunks in it. And it's just like, yeah. I have to find an alternative. Mm. I have to. A, a different brand of the same Pale color.
0: Pale blue from Vallejo is what I use, I believe. Hmm, maybe. Yeah, I believe is what I'm using as a replacement because it was okay. happening all the time.
1: Yeah. Very close. So, so now we're going to move on to gold. What is our favorite golds, and what is our least favorite gold?
0: I love Retributor, and
1: I don't care for Balthasar gold. Okay. Okay, so 2G dubs. 2G dubs. Do you have one, Aiden?
2: Yeah, my favorite uh, would be Retributor armor. It, it always gets the job done. Uh, and my least favorite is, unfortunately, I think it's P3's Glistening Gold, I think mm-hmm. is what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's a very pale gold, and I, I bought it because I was like, oh, sweet. Like I This should make a really nice highlight color, and it is just like the nastiest thinnest paint which is a shame because i like a lot of p3 paints uh but it was just atrocious i was like i have to i can't use this Uh, yeah no hard pass
1: so my favorite gold is a is an enamel gold uh, that i don't use too often it's ak's um uh, uh i think it's called heavy metal hold on It's called Extreme Metal by AK. It goes through an airbrush only. Um, it comes off with like a real nice chrome finish over a gloss black. But um, I typically only do like halo heads or gloss masks and stuff like that in that. But uh, if I'm not trying to be like super fancy, um, I definitely will say Retributor, just like the two of you. Um, and my least favorite would be. Um, The Air Gold from Vallejo. I think it just has a really bad mixing property and it just like unmixes way too fast. Uh, I don't know if they've changed it in their newest, because I know they just came out with a bunch of new game color. So this might be the older version of it, but it was just, uh, I gave all my my Air Vallejo away to Alexander Popov because I found something better, which I'm sure we'll go over to right now. Talking about Silver's. I'll go off. I'll start first. Um uh, mm-hmm. my least my least favorite silver is also the Air Vallejo. Um brand some of them were good and some of them were just not good. No, actually they were all pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I would
0: say those silvers from Vallejo. What do you on crack? Those are awesome.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> I am thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I I would have to say it would be the uh the speed paint silver from from a from from um speed paints? Yeah, just speed the speed the army painter speed paints. Oh, the I
2: didn't even know they had a silver They have a painter. silver? That yeah, dude, cursed. It <laughs> yeah, it is cursed. I was really cursed. <laughs> it, it is cursed. <laughs> Why would you make that?
1: Some people are like, Oh, they're great. I'm just like, Yeah, just use silver. Um, but my favorite is uh Vallejo's metal color silver. Which is like uh, mm-hmm. it 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 when you put it into a paint palette, you don't want to put it into a wet palette because it's so thin. It goes oh, through yeah, an I'll airbrush great. It covers really well, especially for black. But it um, you you definitely it definitely unmixes itself really fast. But it covers so good. Yeah, that it. coverage is incredible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How about you, G? uh
0: storm silver is probably my favorite because it's insanely accessible to people and if you blend it with its brother retributor armor you get a pale gold which is excellent for highlights huh. uh, and it's an easy way to build up to the silver because a lot of uh people will do retributor armor then you highlight with Stormhost silver that's cool it works but it's really really like i forget what the word is in the English, stark. Language, but it's stark. Yeah, it's stark, and you just it's see it. So having that in between blended together makes it really simple to naturally get to that color, which doesn't
1: feel so stark. See, this is amazing. I'm gonna, go ahead, I'll tell you what what I do with gold after Aiden. Go, go for okay. it.
2: Okay. Uh, all right, my favorite silver is lead Belcher. It's a classic.
1: Mm, it's a classic. Mm. I
2: love lead Belcher. Uh, it used to be, I think, bolt Dude, bo-
1: a,
0: a bolt gun metal. metal yeah.
2: Yeah, a bulk of metal, lead belt. I think it's the same thing. It's just a classic. I use it all the time. I'll use it as like the base silver on something that's going to be brighter or I'll use it as a highlight for something like I think it's like Iron Hands is the color or Mm -hmm. I think Monument Hobbies has like a very dark steel Um, and use a highlight for that. Uh, But my least favorite is I think it's Reaper like dark steel. Um, Mm. and I like some Reaper paints, but their metallics are, uh, a little rough. Uh, and it's very like, it feels almost like slimy, at least, at least the bottle I have feels a little slimy when you squeeze it out of the bottle and it's just kind of like gloop floating with little metal chunks in it. And I'm like, I can't, I could do nothing with this. I can't mix this with anything. It's going to ruin the mix. Um, Uh, it's a shame.
1: I think it might be a gel base i don't that's like that's got paints yeah yeah so for for my gold highlights i like painting over like i like taking Retribuner armor and painting painting it over um like dark angels green and mm-hmm. then then using um multiple coats like so i'll do like one coat of like Raikul and flesh shade and then do like certain uh recess shading of reikland flesh shade and then just highlighting back with retributor and not going above retributor just because i love i just like the sheen and okay. the warmth of retributor nice i like i like how we're fucking colorblind people talking about like the warmth <laughs> and coolness <laughs> and whatever <laughs> like we actually know what the fuck we're looking at um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um what was it red was next I think, we had, I think and, so.
0: we had red and green left.
1: Mm-hmm. So reds, this is going to be fun for, for us. I'm sure. Um, yeah. so I think I have an old favorite and it might've been beaten out recently, but I'm not sure. I think that it might be beaten out because I can't pi- find P three paints anymore. Um, so my favorite red used to be, and still is, uh, ultimately Cato red from P three. Oh, a classic. Uh, thank you yeah it so is good it is just a pure red and a, and and it's just it's just really i can see it really really well um i like to pair it these days with um certain monument hobby reds or monument color pit reds and then let that cato red sit on top um but I will say that I really like Blood Angel's contrast as well. I love to do underpainting with blacks and whites and grays. Um, specifically, like the Uthwin, like so you go black, then you go Uthwin, then you go like a white highlight with an airbrush, then you go back in and you 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 uh, edge highlight with all your whites and and give your like really pretty like top colors and stuff, and then you go over with your it's like a really high, a high level slap chop, right? And you go over with your, your, um, your blood angels red, and then you start highlighting from there with actual reds that, so that you have that really pa- nice palette of exactly where you want your vibrancies and your saturations to be. Um, I love doing that with red specifically. I just, I think that I can, it just makes it so much vibrant because I have a very saturated painting style because I can see highly saturated red and highly saturated green really well. So I I tend to to um paint very very primary style colors, very very bright. Uh, how about you Aiden? You got one? Uh, oh, yeah. We got to also... go bad colors too, right?
2: Oh, right, bad, bad, yes. Fuck.
1: Uh, I really like red ink from from um our Ar- army painter too. I think that can duel down red. God, a bad red? It's hard. I don't fucking know. I don't think it's um hard. You don't think
2: it's hard? Okay, I got a bad red too. I'm excited to see what you what yours is. G.
1: I think I just put them out of my mind. Um, <laughs> I think there's one that I really disliked because it was kind of. Oh man, what is it called? I'll think of it while you guys while you guys are talking. It's a, it's a it's a it's an off brand company, of red. But go for it. Aiden, you can go first.
2: Sounds good. Uh, I'm also going to go with a P3 paint. Uh, my favorite red is Scorn Red uh, from mm. P3. Uh, a little bit of a personal reason, I used to play War Machine, which is their like flagship game, and I played the faction Scorn, and I like how like vibrant the color is, um, and I didn't use it for forever. Uh, and then for SoCal Open, I painted up a, a team of... Um, I painted up the hand of the Archon team as the scorn color scheme. Nice. Um, like I, I was like, I'm going to follow the color scheme, like out of my old, like second edition army book and then jazz it up a little. And so I was like, I, I have to buy scorn red and I bought it again and it was, ah, oh, it, it brought me back. It's a, it's a very nice color. Uh, but then I also tried to use the, my least favorite red as a highlight, which was reapers fire red. And it was disgusting uh it was For not a reaper not a great red a
0: color uh,
2: i like a lot of reaper reaper skin tones are really good but i just if this one was rough uh it was kind of thin and just kind of gross i don't know how else to describe it it's just kind of gross did not get the job done
0: i don't think i've ever used any reaper paints no that's a lie i've used they're, a couple of reaper they're
2: paints. dirt cheap they're very yeah, cheap. exactly
0: so yeah. I've afforded a few. But I think it's just mostly because a lot of the places I've been to don't carry it. I got it from mm. like somewhere in Orange County. Um I'm not I don't live near the OC, so uh That was a while ago though. So Yeah. Um for me I would go with Wild rider Red. I like that color. It's punchy. it's not over dramatic, mm-hmm. not anything else. I was gonna choose Mephiston at first, but then I remembered how
1: I love um, Mephiston.
0: It's a good base color. That like it's good really idea. good for starting, but you want to build up. And I really like the yeah, Wild Rider just, over it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then I don't like Vallejo's red. I tried it, I thought it'd be cool. It sucks in my opinion.
1: I, I agree it's not great.
0: Um It's more pink.
1: What is is it Alchemy? What is the There's a specific brand that's that um Serastro paints with a lot with You guys remember that red? Scale color? Yeah, Scale 75. There's a Scale oh, 75 scale red. 75. There's a scale 75 red that I just don't like because they have a little bit more, I think of a gel based medium. And I'm mm. just like, I got it. And I was like, uh, I, I just don't like this, this one. Uh, I can't remember the exact color of it, but I hated it so much. I threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> it had to go. It had, yeah, it had to, to go. go. <laughs> um, all right. Green. So let's. What? Green. 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 I'll be
0: honest. Green. I don't have a favorite green or a dislike green.
1: I do. I have two favorite greens. I I, I have to I have a, a step prop process. So I really like P3's necrotite green uh-huh. and, yeah. uh, I, green. Those two like r- look really well with it, e- go really well with each other. I'm sure there's other brands of paint that go re- Like I was really intrigued with, um, I'm really intrigued with army painters, new paint line with their, um, like they have very specific steps of colors that, that kind of go into each other similar to Duncan Rhodes. But I think they went through a six step color process rather than a three step. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are my two steps. I go with Iosian and then I do the other one. And then I have a different two step that I really like. I love doing the underpainting, doing Creed camo, and then doing Elysian green from GW.
0: Classic color scheme.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Solid. Very solid.
1: How about you, Aiden? Uh,
2: Lately, my favorite has been Monument Hobby's Dark Yellow Green. Um, It's very... uh, It's kind of like somewhat of a dark color, but it's very punchy. Um, And it can be highlighted up really well with uh, P3's Worm Green, which is like another very bright yellow green. It's kind of thin, though, so I tend... I would never use it to like... Uh, as like a base coat for anything, but it mixes very well with the dark yellow green. Uh, Then my least favorite is not because it's a bad paint, but it's purely for a personal reason. Uh, And it's P3's Thrall Flesh, which I bought thinking it was like a cool, like undead flesh color. I was like, oh, this is sick. Like I'll paint up some like zombies with this. So I painted them up with that as like the base tone and mixing like some flesh tones into that for a highlight. Uh, And my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was like, dude, these are green. Like, what the hell did you do? <laughs> what, what happened to these guys? She was like, you you, you got to repaint those, dog. You got to repaint them. Uh, I still own the paint. And I use it as like a very, it's like a very pale green, I guess. So I still use it as a highlight for that. But it, every time I look at it, I'm like, you, you, you've you betrayed me, P3. You could have said this was thrall green flesh. Come on, man.
1: Yeah, I recently <laughs> I recently painted something with... Uh, Chart- neon chartreuse. What I thought it was is that y- supposed I, to be? I thought it was yellow, but apparently it's like this weird neon green and everyone made fun of me for it. Uh, oh no. Yeah. And, oh. uh, <laughs> i was trying oh, to make like a dewalt yeah yeah that was that was Aww. for the narrative i made yeah. this this like <laughs> n- i made this neon fucking chartreuse green crane and everyone was like "Can you see that color i was like yeah it's fucking yellow and oh, they're like oh, they're like no. yeah. <laughs> <That was laughs> lvo oh yeah no one could tell because it got so dirtied up and like i put so much snow on oh. it but it Uh, after after I sprayed it with like the the dirty down I could definitely tell it had a green tones to it and I was like well they were right (laughs) 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 Uh, um now before we before we like end uh, end the pod and all that kind of stuff hopefully you guys have enjoyed our our hobby talks it's nice to it's nice to talk about you know after such a huge competitive event not as much competitive stuff um do you guys have a favorite paint and then a favorite, like, secret tech uh, paint combination, a highlight? Um, and Giacomo, if you say fucking the, that red and green Kasserkin colors that I can't fucking see. <laughs>
0: Which there is no red on there, by the way. The only red you <laughs> see is using um, is Blood Angels red contrast over the silver. And then that's. There's no red the- in it? There's no red. The only red you see is for the like little light effects. That's it. Oh,
2: there's no. nothing. There.
0: Oh, what color is your camo? Mahogany. Oh. So it's brown? No. It's my it's a brown.
1: So I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I used to I used to paint brown and highlight it with red because it would turn into red. And everyone fucking thought it was weird, but no one fucking said shit to me for years. And then I found out I was colorblind, and then my wife said, Yeah, that's fucking weird. And I was like, oh. <laughs> That's the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, man. what is your guys's low key just favorite paint? Mm. And Aiden, don't say white blue. Mm. Come up. I with will not say white blue. blue. Okay. I will not say white blue. Blue white. Uh, no. <laughs> blue white. Whatever the fuck it is. It will
2: not be. It will not be blue. Although, I, yeah, if I'm banned from saying blue white. I will not. Um, <laughs> Oh, man. I have to go find it in my little paint drawer. One sec. Man,
0: I don't know if it's technically a favorite or it's just I've bought it so many times. Mm, this is a tough one. Do I have a favorite? I'll look through my Instagram and see what colors I've used the most.
1: Okay. Be, no. While you guys are thinking and finding, I will move on with mine. Ah, um, so, firstly, I bought this... I bought this rust pack from Vallejo and it came with wonderful paints, like all of these different shades of brown, like really dark brown, some rust paints and some stuff. But it came with one specific color that I actually paint all of our squad games tokens with. And yes, I paint them with the orange side with a very special paint. Indeed. I think I actually just switched from it for when I was doing LVO's tokens before my second <laughs> laser burned down on Sunday. I don't want to talk about it. Um, it'll make me sad. Um, it's called, um, it's called Scrofulous brown, but it's a brown orange rust color. And I used to pay, or if you have, if you currently have any sets of tokens from me, and they have some sort of orange on them. They are Scorfulis Brown from uh, Vallejo, and I specifically was like, this is Squad Games orange. Uh, now it's Goku orange, but um, I just love this color so much that I actually painted all of our tokens with it because I just liked the sheen of the orange and just like the color of it. And then it, it, it highlights up into a really beautiful burnt orange, and... You can do like different things to with with the same rust palette from Vallejo, darken the same thing, and it it becomes this really, you know, you can get such a cool, you can get leather out of it, you can get orange out of it. It's just such a it's such a beautiful cool color. Um, and my favorite low key tech, uh, that I that I saw was actually on a Torvareon video. And he was highlighting black and instead of just highlighting black with like your, your typical blues, like your Thunderhawk blues, which is very pretty, or your, your shadow grays and all that kind of stuff, or your, your stereotypical, just like gray, gray to like differentiate different black things on your model. He ended up starting off with a, a shadow gray, but then added a color. I never would think of, and maybe it's because I'm colorblind, but he added a bright skin shade from uh, the Master Paint series from um, Reaper Miniatures. And it does this weird, I don't know, it just looks fucking cool. Um, it's, it's like this, it, you start adding warmth back to the gray, so it changes its, like, its property and it kind of starts going to a different spectrum. And you get this really cool contrast for your highlights from the stereotypical just like shadow, like purpley gray. Uh, it's a really, really cool interaction with two colors that you just wouldn't ever think of like putting a skin tone into a gray to highlight black. It's a, it's very interesting. And I, it's something that I really like. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Huh?
0: That's cool. I never thought of that
2: before. I like, that's a really good technique. I am got to steal
1: that. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys want to see the video that he does it, I think he's painting, he's painting something red. So he's either painting the, uh, his blood angel from, um, his dark style, like blood angel or his dark style, uh, blood Raven. And you can see him do it on his, on his, uh, bolter. So you guys can see like the actual, I know that it's important for me and Aiden to see like step-by-step step so that we hundred percent. yeah. Yeah fuck something up exactly exactly so what is your favorite g do you got one
0: you know i'm looking through my instagram and i'm finding colors here and um i guess i'm all over the place but i'd say the most consistent color i use is yellow um probably be uriel yellow I don't think it's my favorite, but it's the one I use the most. I use it in all sorts of blends Your and stuff. a
1: really good yellow, though. It's it a really good is. It, it is. is a good yellow. Oh, yeah, did we I'll- say yellows? Did we? Were we supposed to talk about yellows? It's too late now. No, yeah, we didn't say <laughs> yellows. <laughs> okay.
0: But yeah, that would probably be my favorite color, the one I use the most, and not just for Imperial fists. Just that is a majority of things I've painted. How
1: about you, Aiden? Uh, well, gee, do you got secret tech?
0: Secret tech? Uh, I mean, I already said it earlier, but I'll say it again. Mixing Retributor Armor and Stormhost Silver together. Okay. Storm-
2: that is a technique I have used on many an occasion, and it always gets the job done. It's a great technique. You know, you don't ever really do they, anything else They mix it. so well, too.
1: You could also mix Stormhost Silver with, like, Seraphim Sepia.
0: Ooh. Yes, you can. You can pretty much mix it it with anything. Uh, Like I like mixing Stormhouse silver with uh, contrast paints Mm -hmm. to get like a shiny effect. If you're going for already the pre like, you know, people do the lead belcher undercoat, then they'll shoot it through an airbrush with the um, contrast paints. But then if you want to get like a further highlight, you can mix the contrast with Stormhouse silver to get that brighter color that you want for highlights that you probably wouldn't have done normally because you already sort of done once you've painted it. It's cool. You know, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's a fun little trick. There's another one. That's one for you guys.
1: Love it.
2: Hell yeah. How about you, Aiden? All right. Uh, my favorite paint. I was looking through my like paint drawer and I was like, what the hell do I use most often? And then I look next to my paint drawer and I found the bottle of Deco Art Lamp Black, uh, that mm-hmm. I have been using for like seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this doll, like a Michael's craft store brand black paint. And I have never bought another black paint. I've had the same bottle all this time. It's, it was like $3 and it just gets the job done. It mixes super well. Um, and I, I just haven't ever bought another black. So I would say, I would say that one
1: for sure. That's fair. That's fair.
2: Yeah. Uh, and if if a secret technique, uh, something I, for whatever reason, the like last three kill teams I've painted were red Corsairs, which were red and gold. Uh, my, uh, hand of the Archon were red and gold. And then I painted another red and gold team. Mm. So I have to one, have to stop painting red and gold, but it allowed me to hone my technique for gold, uh, which I normally use retributor armor as the gold, but instead of shading it with, uh, usually I feel like people shade with like Reikland flesh shade or Agrax earthshade. I've been thinning down and glazing, um, mahogany paint onto it. um, and putting that into the recesses and then onto like the shadow areas and then putting a very thin line of like thin down black on the very bottom. Uh, and it makes the like top areas of the gold pop and it makes the lower areas very muted uh, and less shiny where the light wouldn't really shine. Mm. Yeah, I would say that.
1: All right. You
0: definitely
2: did.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. Uh, next week, Uh, you guys will hear us talk with Adrian and we'll do a little bit of, uh, talking about our nectar, uh, our nectar, uh, our narrative, uh, sector aderim. And, um, you know, we had a voice actor come on for it. We had a whole bunch of stuff and a little bit about, uh, the arena of champions as well, because that was a, that was a fun event that we did. So, um, but until then, is there anything that you want to shout out Aiden? um
2: i think just like last time i was on here i'll shout out the boys i'll shout out andrew i'll shout out elijah i'll shout out connor at some point we'll have a team name uh and if uh if you guys anyone who's in the southern california area or i guess the las vegas area uh next year wants to absolutely obliterate us and have a good time we we will be there (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah (laughs)
0: Uh, g anything yep you can find me on instagram at wargaming underscore studios again that's wargaming underscore studios where i paint up a bunch of miniatures uh occasionally i paint up a bunch of miniatures you can also find us on our discord the squad games discord links in the description you can join the conversation there you know go deeper dive deeper you can also join our patreon if you're looking to support the show in a different way and if you want to get exclusive content that we release for our patreon members there Like Like Squad
1: Games Redacted. Exactly.
0: Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's a fun little offshoot of what we do normally. So you can check that out as well. We're on Twitch at Squad Games Entertainment. We just put up the stuff for LVO, just the VODs. Uh, We will be going through and editing some to make it a little smaller, more manageable. But you can watch the whole eight-hour stream if you want. Uh, And other than that, I want to also shout out just the patrons who support us right now as well. And all the people who come to our events. Thanks for making this uh, season fun. And this new season is going to be just as fun, if not more. How about Mm -hmm. you, Dakota? What you got?
1: Yeah, I'd like to shout out, firstly, all of the people that, all the stores and everyone that sponsored the LVO event. We'll put them up, um, you know, on our Twitch and other things that we are going to be continuing doing this year. But also, I want to shout out everyone who donated to the GoFundMe when you guys, when we were super down on our luck um with the laser and uh i'll probably talk about it next week because i don't want to talk about it this week um you know the second laser and what happened with that and us still trying to figure out what we're going to do from here um but um i want to thank every person that came to lvo and or who watched the stream you're just as important um you know, it really means a lot to me and the team to see it be successful. Um, you know, we we definitely tried our hardest this year, and we're so happy to see such good responses from everyone and positive feedback. So thank you to everyone who came and um, looking forward to uh, running it back next year. And this time, I think the one thing that we learned uh, this year is that uh, we probably should start planning for it now <laughs> rather than, uh, In the last you know, few months. three or four months beforehand because, uh, you know, things can go haywire before your event and uh, it's not good to rush. So, um, but yeah, until next time, until next week or Squad Games Redacted if you are a Patreon member, uh, that's uh, me signing out. Appreciate everyone.
0: See ya. The Squad Games Podcast is a production of Squad Games Entertainment. For more information on Squad Games, please visit our website at lestersworkshop.com squad-games.